Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes, presented by Hashtag Basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, not much, Mike. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm a little sick. Um, I think I was coming down with something on the last show, and I'm getting over something on this show. Uh, nicely um, sandwiching the uh, long fire Garpax weekend where um, I, I might or might not have tried to drink whiskey to get over my, my illness, and that didn't really work. I just picture you at the pub before the game, just down in shots, trying to get yourself pumped up for the game. It's um, it's it would be the reverse. Like after the game, <laughs> it's to cure the depression of the Bulls losing. Um, it, it requires whiskey. Well, if it's a fire guard packs game, didn't you want the Bulls to lose? So that was um, that was an interesting little wrinkle in the whole. Um, I guess incident. So I'll I'll talk about the game. Um, I did go to the game. I was not going to the game because of the protest. Uh, I just happened to have tickets to it, and I was going to go anyway. But I was excited about there being like a full on fire gar packs protest, and um, certainly didn't seem like it was organized whatsoever. I think I saw one guy with a t shirt in the hallway, but <laughs> I didn't hear anyone chanting. Uh, even when the Bulls were just crapping away the lead in the third and the fourth quarter. Um, looking I heard. Absolutely horrendous. They I st- heard on Reddit. Reddit. They were supposed to start it. No way, man. I'm not starting that. I got I got season tickets. I can't get kicked out of there. <laughs> so overall, it was kind of weak, huh? That's it was that- more than weak. I would say uh, it was a failure. I didn't hear anything. Um, and it's kind of hard because we just beat uh, the Warriors. You know, not that long ago, we've been playing kind of well. So it's kind of a, it's kind of like, what do you need to really have an uprising of the fans? And it's like, you got to lose to like Philly. You got to be like getting your ass kicked by Philly or some really horrible Brooklyn to, to get the crowd riled up because we just won some games. We're playing LA. LA happens to be beating us. LA is better than the Bulls. So it's kind of like, well, okay. The refs weren't terribly great in the second half. There's some, um, suspicious calls. Even Fred Hoiberg got a T because of the rest, like the the refs were making bad calls. And I think I don't think Fred Hoiberg has ever gotten a technical. Um, so I was proud of I was proud of Fred <laughs> for the first time in my life. Him getting a he was like, sir, sir, I disagree, and he got <laughs> he got a technical for it. Well, I mean, in the defense of guard packs, they are a playoff team right now. I mean. Man, that's generous. Which I mean, some teams would kill to be a playoff team, though. It's it's kind of weird because when you look at the incompetency, like how incompetent other owners are and other uh, franchises are, the Bulls are like in the middle. God, like, oh, they're not that bad. But then, oh, there are some way worse teams. There's oh, definitely some there's way way worse teams. Definitely worse teams, and there for like a hot second, it kind of looked like. Oh, maybe freeing up that playing time for the younger guys is actually a really smart move. Um, even though we got nothing, we got nothing back. Um, campaign is—he's terrible. He's not a good basketball player at all. What a surprise! A guy who wasn't playing on a team that needed more guys to play, and he couldn't—he couldn't break, you know, legit minutes. 
Now he's on a team getting random minutes in the fourth in crunch time when he definitely doesn't deserve crunch time minutes. It's it's it was a bad trade. But Anthony, it's what it's I don't what think they Anthony Morris. Right? I mean, like they need a point guard. Sure, but he's not the right one. I mean, they just made a bad. They need deal. a point guard who can play in the league. Right, that's what I mean. In the sense that they they maybe bought the wrong point guard, but they traded for something they needed. Yeah, they got they gave away. Uh, a guy they traded five draft picks for, and then probably their second best player for well, a player move, who nobody for nobody. And that move was a mistake too, right? I mean, trading away that many draft picks for Doug McDermott was probably not the best basketball decision in the world either. No, it was so, a horrible I mean, idea. There have been some some questionable to very bad decisions I think made by this management group, but in in the end, I mean, they, they drafted Jimmy Butler, which they brought in Dwayne Wade. They're a playoff team, um, so they, they do something's good and something's bad. Yin and yang, I guess. Yeah, for every, for every single terrible thing they do, you look back and you can go, well, they also did this pretty well, or they also – the Rose trade was actually a pretty good trade, and they drafted Jimmy Butler. That was a pretty good. They drafted Taj Gibson. That was a pretty good draft pick. Um, but you know, Joffrey Laverne. This trade is just horrible. Joffrey Laverne's played six total minutes. I don't think Anthony Morrow has played at all. Pretty sure. And then, um, Cameron Payne just shoots and doesn't make any of his shots. He doesn't pass the ball. He's not a point guard. He doesn't pass the ball. <laughs> Um, I think Cameron Payne's always been a little bit of a, a checker. Um, and maybe maybe with Jimmy, do you see any any hope for him? That's I guess where I'm I'm looking at it. Or is he just going to be known for the guy who dances with Russell Westbrook? In the games that I've seen him play, I do not see any hope. His only good skill I've seen him is his little floaters around the rim. He can get in. He can get into the paint, and he's got little floaters. Um, floaters don't get fouls, so he's not going to the line. Uh, those are not really super high percentage shots, even though he's kind of good at it. And you need someone who spreads the floor out for Jimmy Butler, and he does not do that. Um, he has I, not shot a free throw since he's been acquired by the Bulls. That is a there you crazy go. stat. I, uh, without even looking that up, I felt it in my bones that that was true. <laughs> Um, Jaron Grant is better than him, so that's all. Yeah, that's all I got to say. That's pretty bad. Yeah, no. Um, I think there's hope for this team, though. I mean, in the sense that they're a few moves away from being kind of good. Yeah, we're a few moves away from uh, finally tanking and and blow and do, going with the process. That's true. They're a few moves away. They're they're like two or three moves away from going either way. I think at this point. I think it all hinges. If uh, if I had to guess, it completely hinges on if we make the playoffs. If the Bulls make the playoffs, they're going to continue to build around Jimmy and continue to make the barely make the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs, I can see them just sending Jimmy to the Celtics or the Sixers or somebody or Minnesota. Probably not Minnesota. Um, they're what, still what team? Hate. What team is beating them to, to make the playoffs? Maybe Milwaukee. Uh, the Miami Heat just beat the Cavs for no reason. They're sneaking up on the Bulls. 
Uh, we just lost to Detroit tonight, which is an, a very important tiebreaker game, just like last year. The only time I hated Derrick Rose is when Derrick Rose didn't play in the tiebreaker <laughs> game against Detroit last year, and I was like, screw that guy. I hope they trade him. Um, Milwaukee is sneaking up there. Charlotte is only a couple games back. Derrick Rose has been kind of sneaky good for fantasy this year. So, I mean. He's been much better for fantasy. He still jumps up in the air and decides to pass, which is a horrible idea. Like every every third play, he's like, I'm going to jump up in the air and then probably find someone to pass it to. And then half the time, it's another team, someone on the other team. <laughs> another team? Yeah. Half just, the time, it's another team? Just another team. He passes it to someone who's not even playing in the game um, sometimes. So. Yeah, Derrick Rose is still Derrick Rose, but at least he's played a full season. And I, I and he's gotten back to kind of shooting uh, pretty efficiently. I mean, 46.3% on the season. Um, he's ditched the three-pointers, which was probably a good idea because he sucked at them. Yeah, he's not good at that. He s- s- smartly got rid of that after he left. Um, the bad part is he doesn't really get any assists and steals. So no assists, no steals, no threes, uh, not the best. But averaging 18 po- almost 18 points a game. He's a he's a bad point guard for fantasy. You want your point guard to get steals. You want your point guard to get threes. You want your point guard to get assists. He's not he good won't. at those things, but he is he's a standard league player in the sense that you know he's scoring a lot and he's doing enough to uh, to stay on someone's roster. I've just been impressed by the percentages. I will say that I did not expect forty six and eighty six from Derrick Rose. He's always been a decent free throw shooter, but yeah, 46% from the field is kind of impressive. Actually, two and a half turnovers is kind of impressive too. So I mean, sneaky good. Like most people would not think he's been that good. Yeah. Keep passing the ball to poor Zingas, buddy. That's what I <laughs> I got Zinger on quite a few teams. Um, so what's going on in the league? Um, what's been going on with you? Any any exciting – the playoffs are coming up. You got any exciting playoff runs this year? Um. I look, I'm looking strong for three for three for three in my, in my playoff leagues, um, so that, that's always good. That's um, pretty good. I, um, I, I, good to be I, in the I, top half of the league if you are talking about fantasy every night. I, I was telling you before. I, I'm actually in first place in two, and I wasn't first place in the like the entire season in the other one, and then I totally slipped to second <laughs> on the very last week. So that was kind of disappointing. But um, yeah, no, I mean things have been going good as far as that goes. Um, the playoffs, you know, this is the time of year where some things always get a little strange. So uh, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Yeah, the last part of the season is uh, gets really weird, and maybe we should just get right into it. Um, there's been some weird – some guys out for mysterious reasons already. Um, we do have some legit injuries. Actually, what tonight, uh, just throwing out there, Andrew Bogut just broke his whole leg. Um, I believe he broke his tibia. He did. He's probably out for the rest of the season. So if you're in a big enough league where Andrew Bogut matters, sorry, you you got two minutes out of him after going. Not even. Did you did you did you see how much time he played? No, I did not. I it was under two minutes. I know that. It was a whopping forty eight seconds. That is, um, you know, that is really disappointing. I I wish bad things upon the Cleveland Cavaliers, like on a daily basis, but not to Andrew Bogut. You know, I love Andrew Bogut. He's he seems like a good guy. He had that horrible, horrible injury in Milwaukee, and you don't want to see this stuff like that happen. And uh, he like, 
I mean, he's always been a good player and a somewhat skilled player, but in the Olympics, I thought he looked really good for Australia. Like, it looked like a different Andrew Bogut than what you see in the NBA. Now, granted, the talent level was probably not as good in some of the games, but. I thought that team was going to be upset city. I thought they were going to play in the finals. I was kind of rooting for them. Even though, if you haven't seen Della Dova's, like, shoe commercial, boy, uh, go out go out and Google Della Dova's shoe commercial. It is, it's, that guy um, either just, just recently learned how to read or just, like, he got out of, like, before the commercial, he was like, what are we doing today? Oh, yeah, I got to read for that commercial. I shouldn't have got so screwed up last night. Uh, <laughs> Pounding bourbon all all evening. Yeah, I got it. One take. Let's do this. Don't worry about it. It's great. I it's, thought it was Foster's that Australian people drank. Um, I think it's one of those things where Foster's Australian people look down upon it. But it's Australian for beer. Come on, you've seen the commercials. No, nah, I think they're like this is piss. We're gonna have to ask Joey about this. What do Australian people drink? Yeah, we'll have to get it straight from the Australians. I've. Uh... <laughs> I did not. I, I went over there and did not have a Foster's. I was only there for like a week, but people were not out drinking Foster's. <laughs> no one was having Foster's, so you didn't have Foster's. Well, I didn't see anybody having a Foster's. <laughs> people were like drinking in the park. I thought that was cool. I was like, yeah, I'll drink in the park. That's great. <laughs> oh man, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. All right, let's get into it. Let's let's right. let's get rolling. So, first big injury that actually matters: uh, Frank Kaminsky. Probably already saw that he was out for a game. It looks like he is out with a shoulder injury for at least two weeks. Um, that does – your boy, Cody Zeller, is going to – I'm sure you're excited about Cody Zeller's um, – Can we can we both admit that I won the bet already? I won the bet from last well, week already. On, on the technicality that Frank Kaminsky is not going to play, yes, you definitely won the bet on who's going to have a better week. Um, I, I'm going to win the percentages, though, I think, if uh, if we count that one game that he was in. Um, yeah, no, and then uh, we talked about this a little bit before the show got started. Um, someone reported that he was out for the season, and I guess that's been kind of refuted now. So he is apparently not yet out for the season. Um, he's out for two weeks, and as always with injuries this time of year, I mean, sometimes they just are not the most truthful when they say things, and then that doesn't really come to fruition. So you're definitely without him for the next two weeks, and if it turns out to be the whole season, I wouldn't be super surprised. There's a lot of suspicious stuff in the last half of the season. It's always from the teams that are tanking. And so you already got um, uh, Vujovic on Orlando. What's what's going on with him? He's mysteriously out with no projected return. Um, So uh, he has a sore Achilles, which is the same thing Mike Conley had last season for the Grizzlies. And they're kind of doing the same thing that the Grizzlies did where they're like, Oh, he's probably only out for a game or two, and then Mike Conley never played again. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Vucevic. I I don't know, um, but to say sore Achilles and then to sit him out, and that was what two games that he's missed already. Um, I guess yeah. Um, well, that the injury is not like I mean. There's some merit to the fact that that injury lingers and that it's not you can't really play on it and that it doesn't heal um, the same for everybody else. Like that injury is not a great injury to have, and even when guys come back from that, it takes them a while to get um, to really get back into their their prime form. Um, when it 
but when you look at can it, we, can we agree that sore Achilles is not an injury? I mean, like there's there's something more there. Either yeah. he strained his Achilles. It's like there's a little tear in it. I mean, a sore Achilles is not a real injury. That's a that's a lie. Yeah, if you can't walk on it, it's not sore. Yeah, you know that's that's something else. That's a real injury, and that's they're not calling it that. And I don't know if they're being vague for. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they would be vague about it, other than they don't have to. They don't have to disclose anything. Uh, Vujovic, what do you think? Rest of the season, how many games is he going to play? It's a kind of a tough question. I'll set the over under at five. So yeah, they what? They're sixty four games. So they don't got they they got what eighteen games left. Mm-hmm. I was over under five. Going over under. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think that's pretty pretty good. They have no reason to. If he's like legitimately injured, they have no reason to bring him back. And even exactly. if he's not that injured, they really don't have any reason to bring him back. They've been trying to move him for a while. And he's not – I don't think he's part of their future. They're not trying to win games. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the over, but I'm. Not, it's got to be one or two games over. I'm thinking about seven games. Um, I I could see this being a situation too where if it's really just a sore Achilles and, and maybe you know the Achilles is barking at him, but it's not really, a, really an injury that he could come back in the next game or two and, and maybe play the rest of the way. I could also see him missing the rest of the season. Um, now I'm going to go under. I'm going to say that they probably don't have any reason to play him, so they're probably not going to play him. Um, I'm kind of on board with that. If if you have uh, Vucevic on a team, are you what are you what are you doing with that? Especially coming in the playoffs, are you holding on to him just in case? Because first round of the playoffs, I mean, depending on where you're situated at, maybe you're, uh, you're, you're, you know, like you, you're in first place on a few teams. You maybe have some leeway with your first round matchup, depending on how your matchups go. But if you're, you know, um, if you yeah. just got in the playoffs, you kind of got to move on somebody. Now's the time. I and mean, maybe we can talk about a little playoff strategy here, but you can't afford to miss games waiting on, on this guy to come back. Yeah, I mean, especially in games where there's no, there's no move, there's no, you know, games played limits, and you can just play as many games as you can as long as you have people, you know, as long as you're meeting your uh, moves limits. Um, I'm, I'm getting rid of Vucevic, especially if I'm a team that's kind of an underdog, or I think it's going to be a real close matchup because you could easily get a week of zeros here, and we can talk about this if you want. But most teams, there's only like four teams that play three games this week. There's one team that plays five games. Every other team plays four games. So, I mean, you're missing out on a lot of games there. Um, and with Vucevic, you're missing out on about, you know, 30, 40 rebounds. And that's that's quite a bit. I know. Um, so, th- I mean, that's that's important. Uh, honestly, if, if if I'm comfortably in first and I think, oh, you know, I, I should be able to win this matchup without Vucevic, I, I'm holding on. But if I think it's going to be close, especially without Vucevic's 10 rebounds a game, I'm, I'm moving them. So I mean, I'm, I'm he is – well, he's been playing better lately, but for the season, he is ranked 57th. He's been actually playing in the top 40 over the last month, uh, 39th overall. Would you say that's about – I mean, when it comes to one-and-done playoffs, you know, you got no choice. You you have to You have to move on somebody, but – 
you have to play the the max amount of games to win. You 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 basically have to put everything on the line just to get past that that first round. Is Vucevic kind of your limit? If you had Kimba Walker and he was mysteriously out, would you hold on to him just in case? Um, or is it? How do you approach the playoffs? Is it if that guy's out and you don't know if he's coming back? To me, if he's kind of if he's good enough, like if he's Kimba Walker, I'm not going to give up on Kimba Walker. Vujovic, I might be able to find something okay a replacement on, on the waiver wire. Well, in in this situation, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not cutting Kimba Walker. I'm with you there. Um, in this situation, I'm probably just going for Biombo. And Biombo's not great, but he's going to give you the rebounds, and he's going to give you more blocks probably, if, especially if he's getting the big minutes. I mean, he had a real good game last – uh, night and he's was real good last year when he got a lot of minutes um as far as getting a, a big double double and i think he can do it again so in this situation i'm probably just going for biombo and just hoping that vucevic stays out and biombo is worth the pickup yeah he's played major minutes in the last two games and um that rebound i mean those rebounds are already replaced you know um he's averaging what 14 and a half rebounds in the last two games uh, when it's starting, so that's really nice. Um, his blocks and his um, should be great. He doesn't really do anything else at all. Um, you hope you get double digit. Uh, yeah, you're hoping point, for ten points. points. Yeah, you're hoping for ten points from Bismack. You hope you can get there, but that's a great replacement. Obviously, he's taking directly taking those minutes. I think to me, uh, almost almost perfectly. Uh, Vucevic is kind of the the marker. I think if you're if you're better than fortieth, if you're like fortieth or better in the league, and you have a mysterious injury and you don't know if that guy's coming back, I'm willing to hold on to that guy just in case. But if you're below fortieth, um, and like I said, uh, Vucevic is in the mid fifties, let him go. It's the playoffs. You gotta you gotta risk it and if you know you're obviously you're losing your week and you still got a guy that's questionable follow twitter and make a, a last second choice yeah and i mean a lot of these injuries you know they're they're kind of different in the sense that sometimes you get better hints than other times um but like you said achilles is an injury that scares me man because i mean we don't know maybe it's a, a little bit of a tear in there he stretched it out and i mean I'm I'm scared. I'm scared off by that kind of injury. Now, if it's a sore finger, I might be more willing to hold on to a guy thinking, well, how long can your finger be sore? Yeah, that's a good point. You do got to look at um, what the injury is. And um, anything with Achilles makes me – there's year after year after year, someone's Achilles injury lingers for months. And uh, it happens to somebody every year. Well, and I, I think, too, part of it is the team just doesn't want to have it on its conscience that we tore your Achilles and made you a significantly worse player. I mean, no no one really ever has come back from a torn Achilles and been the same player. And do you want to have that on your conscience that you rushed Vucevic or anyone back and he completely tore his Achilles? And, that, and that's really on you, and now your franchise actually is worse off. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. I mean – just makes logical sense. Plus, I mean, we are, are going to see some some amazing 
just unique stellar tanking over the next you know month it's going to be it's going to be other otherworldly how what people what links people will go to well i mean it was, it was like the whole joel and b thing that you asked me about the other week i mean if the sixers were in playoff contention would joel and b be playing right now i think so so, so would ben simmons exactly I think the whole thing is just we can stealth tank, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you can call it whatever you want to call Not it. Not very stealthy, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's, oh, he's hurt. No, I, I don't really think he is. I think it's just not play him and lose games, so we're going to do that. So you were That's talking about, uh, before the show, you were talking about a team that is, I mean, this team has to tank, but they can't take too much. And they have gone on a unique way of going about it, which has basically neutered the fantasy value of everybody on this team. Uh, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, what, what was the statistics you, you threw at me about their lineup, about their rotation? Um, so they have played five games since the All-Star break or the DeMarcus Cousins trade, whichever way you want to look at it. And they started a different starting lineup in all five of the games. Now, they broke the streak tonight. They actually started the same lineup for the second time. Um, tonight was the That's first night. I would hope they would have kept that up for the rest of the season. But, um, yeah, Coach Yeager just has been all over the place with minutes, with who's starting, with when people are playing, um, which really breaks everyone's kind of flow, I think. And, you know, people are creatures of habit, and they like routines and habits. And when he purposely breaks them, I think that it makes the team a little worse off. And I I mean, I, I think it's a tank move in, in some ways. Oh, 100%. Um, like you said, rotations matter. And um, when you have no consistency whatsoever, it diminishes your production. You don't know what you're going to be doing from night to night. You don't get in a rhythm at all for, from week to week. And that hurts fantasy value just in general. Now you don't even know if anyone's going to be getting the type of minutes needed to be fantasy relevant on this team at all. Um, is there anyone on this team you would want to have during the playoffs? I, I'm I'm hard-pressed to, to figure out if I would want to own anybody. Oh, I, I didn't tell you this stat, but but I, I just remembered it, so i got to tell you this, okay? They started Ben McElmore in the first four games after the All-Star break. Then they played last night. He didn't play a single minute. Did not play coach's decision. He was playing too well. And then tonight he actually did get get a few minutes here. The game's still going on um, left in the fourth quarter, and he's got, got I think, 17 minutes. Um, no, 13 minutes. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're just trying to throw everything off. Is there anyone I'd own on this team uh, to answer that question? Um, Darren Collison, who I'm guessing is already owned. Um, we talked about this uh, before, but, like, their, their entire – anyone who's useful on this team is a shooting guard other than that. And so they all kind of cut each other's legs. Like Tyreek Evans, if he got 28 to 30 minutes, would probably be useful for fantasy. But I, I did get excited. I saw that uh, the minutes restriction was off of Tyreek Evans. I was like, oh, yeah, now it's time to pick him up. And then you were like, no, man. Turns out the minutes restriction is gone. He's not playing in back-to-backs, though. It's like, well, that's the same thing. Uh, yeah, and then they kind of like New Orleans went with the minutes restriction, and they're going with the sit him out back-to-backs. I mean, I, they actually have another one this week on Friday and Saturday. So he'll miss one of those two games. Um, if you do own him in a deeper league, uh, I can tell you that he's going to miss either Friday's or Saturday's game. Um, 
this whole team is just weird. Maybe you pick up Willie Colley Stein. I mean, what are you thinking about his recent production here? He's had a few pretty darn good games. He's had some interesting enough games, right? Um, I, I really don't trust anybody on this team. I think you're, I think you're right that Darren Collison can still be owned in standard leagues, but you know, even Willie Colley Stein, who has put up a couple really, really good looking games and. Well, last night had a uh, fifteen and nine with two steals and a block. That's that's a pretty nice game. <sighs> I don't. Th- I think Willie Cole signs a stream streaming at best in standard leagues. That's I don't exactly. know if I, I. I don't know if I would want him on a roster. I I'm thinking like a, he's a streamer probably in ten and twelve and fourteen. I'd probably own him. Um, the minutes have been thirty five. 28, 34, 25, 39, and then 27 tonight with a few minutes to go. Um, just We can't make the decision on how many minutes to play him. In 25 minutes, he's probably not worth owning. In 38, 34, 35, probably is. Now, there was an overtime game last night, so 39 was really 34. So he played 35, 34, and 34 um, in three of the six, and then 28, 27, and 25 in the other three. So three where he was, three where he wasn't. So flip your coin. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not wasting a roster spot on on that much inconsistency, especially in the playoffs. Um, streaming totally fine, and you should be streaming to the max during the playoffs. Obviously, um, I played a lot of roto leagues, and to me, in a roto league, I wouldn't have them on a on a roster in a ten in a ten team league. <sighs> Depending on how deep the twelve team league is, maybe fourteen for sure. So, this team they. they... They also pulled a stealth tank move by playing Garrett. They sat out Evans last night and played Garrett Temple, and then they sat out Garrett Temple tonight to rest and played Tyreek Evans. So when they both come back, those shooting guard minutes could kind of be all over the map. And, like, they have, like, five guys who get 15 minutes. So I would not touch any of their quote-unquote shooting guard players. Yeah, I'm staying away from Sacramento. Um, Keep an eye on it, but that doesn't look good for the rest of the year. They have to be in the lower – they have to be less than um, – they have to be the 10th worst team or even worse. That's what I'm trying to say. Because the Bulls get their pick, but it's top 10 protected. But then they can't be too terrible because then Philly can swap picks with them. So that, like, I mean, they're going to pick six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. Right? That's or my 10. guess. Can, the can they pick 10? Or do they have think, to give it if they are 10? I think they can, they can pick 10. All right, so sure. they're going to be in there somewhere in that yeah, range. I'm think. sure knowing the Bulls' luck, they'll pick 10. <laughs> and, and, and it turns into like a second-round pick if they don't get it this year, right? So we, yeah, we get their second-round pick, I think, this year. Oh, if, well, that's, um, that's crappy. That is crappy. For how did we get fleeced on a trade <laughs> with the Kings? Was it Vladi made that trade? No, got, this was, was like a, say. a roundabout pick that came through Cleveland during the Lou Aldang trade, I think. Uh, uh, this is like, you know, probably that pick's probably been to at least three teams. I was going to say, because if you got fleeced by Vladi, you got problems. Yeah. Right. So like I said, Bulls are bad, <laughs> but they're not that bad. That would be fireable, a fireable offense. <laughs> You just, I think you just resigned at that point. And when Vladi flees, you just go, I'm not, this is not for me. I'm out. <laughs> I think crossed over in a pickup game. You just got to go. 
Just pick up <laughs> stuff and leave. Yep, that's it. End of your night. I'd like to take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, NoHalftime.com. If you haven't heard about NoHalftime.com, it's a pretty cool mobile app for fantasy sports. Basically, No Halftime allows you to create a player versus player challenge in most of the major sports. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA. You can basically do anything. You can take uh, Raymond Felton versus Garrett Temple, and whoever ends up having the best night wins. It's a, it's a pretty simple concept, but there's basically endless possibilities, endless uh, combinations you could actually come up. It's uh, different than other traditional fantasy services because your lineup really just consists of one player, not a whole team where you're going against a ton of people. You're, you got one player versus one person. If you like uh, betting on fantasy sports especially the NBA, go ahead and go to nohalftime.com right now and use the promo code BOXES, that is B-O-X-E-S, to get started today. Uh, another weird playing decision tonight, uh, Dennis Schroeder basically benched for the entire second half. No word on why other than it just says, uh, someone on Twitter said coach's decision. That's that's all I've seen. Um, yeah, so he played the first three minutes of the half. Then he got taken out, which is just strange, right? Why would you take anyone out after three minutes? Yeah, I mean, did he flip off the entire crowd? Did right. he, what happened? I'm assuming, and I don't know this, um, I, I was not tuned into that game at the moment that it happened, but uh, I'm assuming that he probably said something to the coach that the coach did not was not a fan of, or maybe just ignored a play call that the coach was trying to make, and so the coach just kind of said, "All right, well, if you don't want to listen, well, end of night. he had 23 points tonight. Um, can we both agree that they don't really have a point guard that's worth ever playing over Dennis Schroeder? No, nobody. So, I mean, I don't think you bench him because, oh, this guy's playing such good point guard minutes. So I think it's got to be that he was being somewhat of a knucklehead. That's my um, guess. I don't know if he is the easiest dude oh, to coach. I mean, the recap on ESPN literally says he went to the bench with 841 left in the third quarter and mysteriously never returned. <laughs> that is um, the right on ESPN. This is not the first time this has happened this season. There have been a few other games where he just like got benched and, and didn't play, and then a lot of times it just goes away, and he, the next game he's back to 32, 34 minutes. Um, something to keep an eye on, though, for sure. Um, if the minutes are low again the next game, you know, maybe there's actually something going on. Uh, maybe he gets suspended for the next game. I mean, it's, it's up in the air. Just keep your eye out for it, I, I guess is my what I would say. You're not worried that I mean, Atlanta's in the playoffs, so it's not like they're trying to tank. Um, at least not that I know of. So I don't think there's any shady nonsense going on here. I think this is just simply a one-off fluke that he probably shouldn't have. Or, to or he might have felt a little bit of something, and they just didn't sure. really want to say anything. And until we see if it's something or it's not something, I mean, it could have been an injury too. Um, so that's, that's why I keep my eye on it. Just see what they say next game. If they say start in the next game, I wouldn't really worry about it. I'd just expect 30 minutes out of them, 30 plus minutes, 32, somewhere in there. So another, another guard kind of, um, situation in the West is, uh, on the Dallas Mavericks. Someone, uh, a couple guys we've been talking about lately, 
uh, Yogi Bear Pharrell and the other Curry, the mild Curry, Seth Curry. Oh, so is the other one spicy Curry? Oh, real spicy. <laughs> that real spicy Curry. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so you want to talk Yogi or you want to talk Curry first? You want to talk good or let's, bad first? Let's talk bad first. Yogi's still been getting the good minutes. I will say That's that. That's true. That is something we kind of said. Like you know, if he's going to be getting minutes, why not? Why not take a chance on him? Um, in the last six, seven games, he has not been great. So my question is: Are you still holding the Yogi Bear man? Mm. Playoff time in a roto league, even crunch. T- it's crunch time, even in the roto league, right? You it's, basically yeah. know where where you can make the the points up, where you. You know, don't really care about the points. You're comfortably in first, maybe in a category. Um, so, what are you thinking about Yogi Bear? Any league? This is when it gets serious. Um, I will say, Yogi can be owned in a standard league under this specific condition. You need assists. Over the last, really, I mean, over the last month, but over the last two weeks, he's still playing 30 minutes. And he's averaging in the last six games five and a half assists. Five and a half assists don't come cheap. Um, that's kind of, of of rare to find sitting around on the waiver wire. It's not, you know, it's not ten assists a game by any means, but he's able to get you assists, and for that he should be streamed in head to head leagues for sure. Well, and and five I don't know if I would own him in any in any standard league unless I was so either desperate for assists or I was in a roto league where I was like, you know what, screw it. I'll play him for like the next eight games and catch three guys and assists. Um, the, the best guy in assists in the standard league I play in is averaging 4.2 assists a game. So 5.5 assists, if you, even if you're going to say that number, that, that's a big boost. So I, I'm with you in that sense. Um, he's just not really going to do anything else for you that's worth owning. No, know. and in fact, in a, in a, also, he's going to hurt you, you know? And that's saying a bit. You know, there's guys who don't hurt you at all, and Yogi can't shoot. And he's going to hurt you um, with the shooting percentages. He is going to throw up a big, you know, fat zero. <laughs> Um, in, in your, in your steals, probably he's, he, he only gets about a half a steal a game, which isn't great. Um, he only makes about a three a game, which isn't great. He's going to give you single digit points. And if that's stuff you care about, then this is a guy that you can only afford. You can really only afford to stream. Um, non-fantasy related question time. Is Yogi Bear in the league next season or whenever his contract ends with the Dallas Mavericks. Hmm. Yes. Someone will give him a shot. Um, Probably the Dallas Mavericks again. <laughs> would be my guess. I see this guy, at least for the next couple of years, as kind of one of those guys who goes back and forth from the D League to, to a club. Um to an NBA team and just really never gets many minutes unless like there's a Memphis from last year's situation where everyone is out and they have no one to play. 
that's just kind of where I see this trending for him. I just don't. I don't think he's a legitimate NBA rotation player. I mean, he's got he's got some skills that translate. Um, he's he's a good playmaker. He's athletic. Um, he's not terrible at defense. <laughs> Ringing endorsement right there. Hey, I mean, not that, terrible at defense. That's, <laughs> I mean, he's playing thirty minutes. I mean, is that worth fifteen minutes on a better team? Maybe. Um, you know, the Bulls are always looking for guards who can't shoot, so but, maybe but, he'll be on the Bulls next year. Okay. Is Seth Curry a legitimate point guard? Seth Curry is not a point guard. Okay. So can we agree that the only legitimate point guard that he's beating out for minutes right now is Quinn Cook, who could not even make a team the first two years he tried? Yeah, Yogi's better than Quinn Cook. At least exactly. he's got that going for him. That's what I mean. That's I think I think as soon as JJ Barea comes back, I think Yogi maybe gets fifteen minutes on this team. I would I would take the over on that. Not well, by a lot, but I would take the over on that. I would uh I, I, should I, I think I like saying, his playmaking ability. I think JJ would actually be really great off the bench. Oh JJ's um, always really great off the bench yeah, and not because he's a starter. Because he's a him. well he's a shoot a shoot first kind of guy, right? Five, seven, like yeah. Um, yeah, just I'm not a big Yogi fan. All right, let's talk about Mr. Curry. Seth Curry. Spicy, spicy Curry's he's, mild brother he's here. He's kind of, you know, he's turning into a spicy curry. Let him simmer for a while. This guy, over the last two weeks, is blowing up. 23 points, over three three-pointers a game, three assists, a steal and a half, shooting somehow. This is the most impressive thing to me. He is shooting... 58% from the field and making th- over three threes. That doesn't seem sustainable, right? When I see something like that, I go, well, no, that's not going to, that's not going to keep up. But Seth Curry has been keeping it up for longer than you would think over the last, well, actually the last two months, he's been shooting 52% for the season. He's shooting about 48. That's, pretty good percentage for a guy who really takes a lot of threes um so i don't know how this guy really couldn't find a job for a while because he may be the best three-point shooter in the league that's saying a lot this guy shot 45 percent last year in 44 games and he's shooting 43 percent this year on three-pointers on 4.6 attempts a game 58 games that's not a fluke That's, that's that's a trend that's starting to be a pretty big sample size of shooting like 43% from three-point range, which is really freaking good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how this ends. Like, I don't know. I don't see why they would go away from him. I don't see why they wouldn't play him as as many minutes. Like you're saying, JJ comes back, maybe his minutes, de- Seth Curry's minutes decrease a little bit, but not enough to not be relevant in a standard league. Uh, I think if you have Seth Curry on your team right now, you're good for the rest of the year. Um, and he's he's getting you over a steal a game. I mean, he's getting you not great rebounds and not great assists, but at least a little bit in each category. Um, I mean, I'll take some guys who shoot just threes give you zero rebounds or one assist. Seth Curry is averaging three rebounds and three assists. That's worth it. Not killing you. Yeah, no, I think Seth Curry should should be owned um, in any league, pretty much. Maybe not an eight-team league. I don't know. I've never played in one, but if you do play in one, that's, that's not any shade on you. 
I think even if you're in the 18 league, you should be owning Seth Curry for sure. Um, and he looks like he's trending up, right? I mean, if you just look at the points in the last five games, our last six games, it's 31, 13, 29, 21, 24, 22. So, I mean, it all seems to be there for Mr. Curry right now. Yeah, this is about, probably as hot as he's going to be, but um, a, tra- a lot of trade deadlines have passed for most, for most leagues. I know some leagues extend them. Um, which I, I, I like the extended trade deadline. This would definitely be the time to sell high on Seth Curry if you could get anything from him. But I, I think a lot of players are going to see his name and go, nah, man, that guy isn't good. Um, unless you can trick someone to thinking they're getting Steph, Steph Curry. They're like, oh, look at those, look at those numbers. It's got to be <laughs> Steph Curry, right? Just tell him you're trading them S. Curry. Yeah, S. Curry, man. Actually, Seth Curry's looking a little bit better than Steph Curry in the last couple games. You ain't lying. Maybe not that far, but, you know, shooting better. Another great move by the Kings, by the way. Oh, yeah. Smart, <laughs> smart, smart, smart. Smart all around. Bulls didn't pick him up either, so... <laughs> Well, the Kings had him and were stupid enough to let him go. For Aaron Afalo, they they paid Aaron Afalo like I can't even tell you how many times, like five times the money. And uh, yeah, that, that seems like a great idea right now. If if you if someone offers you a chance to pay Aaron Afalo any amount of money, say no. Don't yeah. do it. Now, Aaron Afalo, uh, not not the greatest player in the NBA. Quite trash. <laughs> That's right, Aaron Afal. I'm coming at you, man. You're trash. Throwing the shade. He's throwing the shade. Mike's back to throwing his shade. Get your shit together. I'm feeling better, and I'm coming after Aaron Afal. <laughs> You're mine, Aflalo. You're mine. All right, so I want to throw out a segment that we we kind of previewed in the last in the last show. Um, we asked our viewers to send us what's going on in your league. And this is just a little feature we're going to try out, a little segment. Basically, we're going to look at something that's going on in a real league and try to break it down as as best as possible. So hopefully you can kind of get a sense if you're, you know, obviously playing in a similar similar league um, or you have similar players. This might help. It also might be incredibly subjective and not help you at all. But you, oh, are you ready for the drop? I told you I was going to – I told oh, you I had it yeah. ready last So this is the drop. All right, you ready for it? It's what's happening in your league? That's sick. That's a sick drop. I've been waiting for that all week. Uh, We do got a couple. We have a couple. What's going on in your leagues? Oh, I'm excited. Let's get down to business. This is a um, 10-team Roto League. And a last, you know, a last-ditch trade was made. And this is not. This is a only. Is this from, Mike S from Chicago writing in? This is someone that you might or might not know. <laughs> writing in, he's playing in a in a ten team league. Um, it is a. It's not a dynasty league. It's not a keeper league. And this trade was made. All right, where was it? Someone traded. On the, at the very end of the of the trading period, Demarcus Cousins and Dennis Schroeder for Otto Porter and Draymond Green. 
What is going on there? We the 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 team that traded Demarcus Cousins was in second place. So he traded away Demarcus Cousins. So let's really talk about the trade. It was Demarcus Cousins for Otto Porter and Draymond Green. That's a two. That's a pretty good two for one. I I mean yeah, that's a that's a that's a good move there. I think. So Dennis Schroeder is kind of a throw-in on that trade. Dennis Schroeder is not. I mean, technically, he we we said he is still a standard league player, but when you look at the rest of the guys in that in that conversation, you're talking about Demarcus Cousins, 13th ranked, Draymond Green, ranked 15th overall. So right there, that was kind of an even trade, but also got Otto Porter, who was ranked 16th. That's uh that's a fleecing, I would say. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a real good move and a sneaky move in the sense that Demarcus Cousins is a much bigger name. Than Otto Porter, and and in some cases, so is Dennis Schroeder. Like you always hear people, oh, Schroeder's so much better than Jeff Teague and all that when they were on the same team, which I always thought was baloney. Um, but I think he kind of used the name value to his advantage because not anyone's talking about Otto Porter. No, people think Otto Porter is terrible, um, because they uh, even Otto Porter is having obviously a career season. He's been playing amazing, and nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. Washington doesn't get a lot of. Um, playing time. Is there any scenario where you, this is this trade was a good idea? If you had too many forwards, maybe. I had too Even many. Even then, I, I just don't think this is a good trade. Um. So, in what sense was it a good trade for the Demarcus Cousins uh, man? Can you can you imagine a scenario where the guy who got DeMarcus Cousins came out on top in this trade. Because well, I, yeah, I don't I mean, think I can. He's getting more points, right? I mean, and, technically, yes. And, and, quite a few more points. Yes. Because Dennis Schroeder scores quite a, quite a bit as well. Yeah, no, I mean, um, relatively 9.7 points per game um, combined. Um, he's getting well, a few more assists, 1.1 more assists a game. Um and the feel the free throw percentage is slightly better by the two combined. Um, so I mean, in the sense that if I'm a team who really needed points and in a roto league, if I if the only category I can really make up any ground in is points, then it wasn't probably the worst trade to make. I still think you can get a little bit better back for Otto Porter and Draymond Green. Um, the points is a good, uh, points is a good point. Wow. I did say that just now. And, um, if you were really, really struggling in, um, with guards, you could say, all right, I got these two forwards. I'm getting a better forward back and I'm actually getting a guard who can play. Yes. Maybe you can justify like, you know, I didn't have a guard at all and I need to make some moves. Or maybe I don't have a center that's healthy. I mean, yeah, you could be you could be in a, a spot where your uh, whoever your backup center was, or if you had another center, just went out. Right, maybe you had Vucevic and Al Horford. Let's say, I mean, Horford maybe may is supposed to come back on Wednesday, but he's missed a couple games. Vucevic, you don't know what's happening with him, and like we've mentioned already, I mean, sometimes the injuries they say it's only a game or two, and then they miss the rest of the season. So maybe you're worried, you know, going into the stretch run. I don't have a center. I need a center. Yeah, you're going to play us without a center. There aren't centers sitting around on the waiver wire. 
So, so I mean, okay. If this is a, this feels like a trade out of necessity. Yes, and that's the only justifiable way, right? Like if if you had a center and and a, and some guard depth, and you really couldn't make up any any points in points, which is a terrible sentence to say. Yep, you made a bad trade. Plain and simple in Roto League, you made a bad bad trade. That's not that's not a great trade. Um, sorry, whoever did that trade, you made a bad trade. Let's go on to another. Uh, what happened in my league? This is Mike R from Chicago. This is yeah, different Mike, <laughs> different league. Still a roto league, suspiciously a roto league. Um, suspiciously a ten team roto league. Suspiciously a ten team roto league. <laughs> um, but also, but a different league. I, I will say this is this is a, a different league, different people. Somebody dropped. Darren Collison and picked up Patrick Beverly. Now that's interesting. That, that is a pretty, I'd say, it's definitely a drop zone, you know, above drop zone really kind of move. But what does Patrick Beverly give you that Darren Collison doesn't? Um. Gives you some frisky defensive play. Is that a fantasy category? Frisky, yeah. I, that's my tenth category in this league. I did, I for, failed to mention <laughs> this is a ten cat league. Frisky defense is the tenth category. Um, I mean, Patrick Beverly for a guard averages six rebounds a game, and that is a ton of rebounds. And he doesn't hurt you anywhere else other than I guess points. Because for some somehow he's giving you uh, um, close to two he, three three pointers a game, he's giving you good assists, he's giving you very good steals. Year, I will say, yeah. Patrick Beverly is worth worth owning. Darren Darren Collison a little suspicious about uh, what's going on in Sacramento, like we talked about earlier. But Darren Collison's a run of the mill point guard. Um. So. Is it safe to say that Beverly's been better than Carlson in every category except for points and the percentages? I I think that would bear out to be true. So, I mean, in that sense, this is another sneaky move where I think Darren Carlson is the bigger name. Darren Carlson is, ooh, he's the starting point guard. Ooh, Patrick Beverly stinks. He's not really a point guard. James Harden's the point guard. Well, Patrick Beverly's probably the better player this year. I would um I would agree. I think that's a good, it was a good move, especially if you need rebounds from a guard or you need steals, and Darren Carlson just is, is isn't doing it for you. Even blocks from a guard. I mean, Beverly gets almost half a block a game. Yeah, which that is, is impressive. It's significant from a guard if you're trying to move up in that category. That's a significant. I mean, he's doubling Darren Carlson's production in that category. And that, that adds up, and that actually adds up pretty quickly because blocks are not a uh, high-volume type of uh, stat. So a guy, a guy adding a half a block to your, to your nightly uh, games is actually significant. Um, oh, you can move up real fast. Yeah, that's like, you know, Wade was always kind of his, a sneaky block. He gets a, Wade actually this year is averaging 0.7 blocks a game. I would never have thought that, but... Um, <laughs> Wade is always sneaky when it comes to blocks as well. All right, I got I got one more. 
I got one more. This is a tw- this is a ten team league. Is it Roto again? It is a head to head league. Oh man, is this Mike T from Chicago? Uh, no, this is Mike uh, S. <laughs> See, I sent I sent all the the things in early, and um, Mike S. I think I forgot to send that one. This guy. This makes a lot of this makes a lot of sense. But would you have picked this guy up? Frank Kaminsky the third got dropped because he's injured. That makes a lot of sense. That's easy. But Alan Williams from the Phoenix Sun was picked up. Do you like Alan Williams right now? Do you like him going forward? Oh, I heard he's a real nice guy. Um, he took me out to lunch once, so really? how could I not like Alan Williams? Seems He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> oh, you meant for fantasy. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, so in the surprising fact of the season, maybe, um, Alan Williams has overtaken Jeremy, or yeah, Jeremy, uh, Alex Len. <laughs> And Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, Lin too. Man, I, uh, been a, it's been a long day. Um, he's kind of overtaken Jeremy Lin for the minutes um, this month. And he's been really, really good as far as, I mean, 13 and 13 in the last three, in the three games this month, 13 rebounds, 13 points, um, over a steal and over one and a half blocks a game. Yeah, no, I think I'm definitely owning some Alan Williams. Yeah, and the, in a, a, all the uh, Lin fans out there, Really disappointed in this because Lynn is kind of a sneaky fantasy guy. When Lynn gets 30-some minutes, he's he's a pretty decent uh, standard league fantasy guy. Turns out, so is Alan Williams, and maybe even more so. Like you're saying, he's a steal and a block guy. Right away, you like that. His blocks are actually really good. His percentages, uh, his field goal percentage is great. You do always have to worry about center's free throw percentage. His free throw percentage is terrible. It is fifty three percent, so do be aware of that. He doesn't take a lot, so that's that's good. But those rebounds are monster. Um, someone who gives you do- double digit rebounds is actually kind of hard to come by, especially just right off the waiver. Um, are you are you riding him in the playoffs? Oh, I mean, I am, I am riding him right now for certain. Um, he's definitely one of the startable guys in, in my league. Um, for this week, and if he has a bad game, I, I'm probably going to cut. I'm not going to lie to you. But in, in a playoff situation, I'm riding the hot hand for sure. Yeah, that's the smartest way to, to approach the playoffs in the head-to-head. In a Roto League, this is also pretty smart move, I would think, to pick this guy up. He's getting a lot of playing time. He's giving you good stats, um, blocks, and rebounds are uh, things people need to make moves in. Uh, well, and, and it's surprising. I think a lot of people don't realize it's actually kind of surprisingly easy to make a move in rebounds. Oh yeah, I mean definitely because there's there's a lot of high volume guys that you can acquire and and move up relatively quickly. Um, so yeah, I mean I think it's definitely there's definitely still time to move up in rebounds. Yeah, let me let me just go out there. Uh, Trevor Booker is only owning sixty percent of leagues. He averages about nine. Uh, even in limited minutes, the guy is averaging nine rebounds a game. Uh, you got Michael Kidd Gilchrist averaging eight. Um, he's only on in forty-seven percent of leagues. Somehow, um, Aaron Gordon owned in sixty percent of leagues, but he's still playing. Everybody remembers Aaron Gordon now. Um, that guy averaging almost eight rebounds a game. And I think that 
rebounds are often an overlooked stat, and people always want the guy scoring the points. Okay. Oh yeah. Then I don't know what the term is for it, but there's a subset of fantasy players who are really into block and steal numbers. Because you can move pretty quick in steals and blocks. If you got an elite block or elite steal guy, you can climb very, very quickly. And you can look at, and those are easy things to look at too. If you're like, you know, 20 back on a, uh, on the guy above you, you're like, okay, I can calculate how many I need and what he's doing, what I'm doing. You look at rebounds and like, oh man, I'm down 200 rebounds. There's no way I catch up up to that. Actually, uh, you might be able to catch up to at least a hundred rebounds, uh, 200 rebounds. You might be able to catch up with if you play uh, the right guys. Yeah. And, and it's just, that's a category that, it's a high volume, but not sexy. So no. that's what I think makes a lot of the guys who get eight, seven, eight, nine rebounds on the waiver wire is no one's really looking at that. Oh, I can get rebounds from Joe Schmo, you know, and I don't need this guy's rebounds. Well, you need that guy's rebounds too, maybe. Also, those rebounds are consistent. Rebounds will come. Uh, you might get a, you might pick up a guy playing for a week or two who's averaging, uh, you know, one one point eight steals a game, and he ends up getting two steals for the next, you know, seven games. And you're like, why? Why did I do this? That guy who's averaging eight rebounds a game is probably going to average eight rebounds a game. Yeah, or you know, seven and a half, or seven. You know, it's it's relatively consistent in the sense that it's not going to drop to zero in a hurry, unless the minutes drop to zero. Yeah. And then you got other problems. So do you, do you got any uh, do you got anything for this hot hot segment of what's going on in your league? Um, no, I th- I figured <laughs> that that Mike from Chicago had it covered. Yeah, I'd like to thank Mike S, Mike P, and Mike uh, R for writing in and uh, and getting us some of the what's going on in your league action. That's a hot new segment. We'll uh, revisit that one. Maybe maybe not. Um, well, we got to revisit it just for the drop. I mean, I feel oh, like yeah. the drop was on point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was a quality drop. Probably the best drop we've had so far this season. I can't argue with that. That's just factually correct. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything? Uh, any tips for the playoffs? Any anything? Other trends you're seeing or guys? You I want to know. To talk about. And and this has nothing to do with fantasy, but I want to know how the heck two. NBA games were postponed this season because the floor was wet. It's amazing. I'm actually kind of pissed off about that. I had uh, uh, I have I had two guys going in that game, and um, they better be making that game up, right? They're going to be they make they have to make these games up, correct? Yes. So at some point they will make it up. Um, but it's not going. It, I mean, it ruined the only team's five game week too. Portland was the only team with five games this week, correct? Uh, and then, that kills that kills a lot of people. I bet, especially in playoff time. Um, yeah, so it was it was a big loss. Um, and for what seemed like a dumb reason that we had the ice under the floor in Minnesota, and for some reason we had too hot of weather today, and no one was checking the court until the players started warming up like yeah no one think it was going to be 60 degrees in february it's been 60 degrees all of the damn month this this million maybe even billion dollar industry how can we not have some guy checking the court this morning going this doesn't seem right man yeah 
the log- I mean, the logistics of canceling the game, pretty bad, pretty bad PR, pretty bad everything all around advertising. There's a TV spot that just got moved. Uh, and then to have to readjust all that also probably costs a lot of money. Uh, well, and that's a really bad that- job. And also a lot of other teams. I mean, I've never had, there's never had this problem in Chicago. Um, this at least not for a very long time. We play the the Bulls play over the ice every game. And imagine how pissed you'd be if you drove your kid three hours to this game, and it got canceled for that reason. From where? From if you were up, stupidity. That's what. That's really what they should say. Game canceled because of stupidity. Yeah, because no one bothered to check. Right. Because laziness and stupidity. That I mean, that's just it's just bad PR. Um, so I've been disappointed twice this year by that. Get get your shit together, Minnesota. Yeah, and Philly too, man. Philly did this earlier in the year against Sacramento, and it was like, come on, Philly, get it together. Philly was even Philly's dumber better than that. Philly was even dumber because it wasn't because of the ice. It was someone forgot to turn down the air conditioning in the arena this morning. <sighs> It's just miserable. Yeah, and it was like, so it got too hot because no one turned on the AC. I'm like, what? That, I mean, that how, that's amazing. Actually, that's amazing that that could even happen. Number one, that you can forget it to turn it on. Number two, that it makes that big of a difference. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, any water on the court, like, I mean, you see it every second someone falls, they're mopping that thing up. I mean, oh, like, yeah, it's not... it makes a huge difference, but it's just insane that it, it causes games to be canceled. I mean, it's just nuts. Well, they so played my that, rant of the week. That, that scorcher, but it's a it's a dry heat down. No, it's not. It's a wet heat in Texas. They played that scorcher down in San Antonio, where the air conditioner was broke. Mm-hmm. They they went through on that one. That's because they couldn't get away from that that playoff money. <laughs> that darn playoff money. I didn't I didn't see any of the Spurs complaining. That's all I'm saying. I think Pop just said no complaining, right? No, it's just like deal it's with on. That. They'd I think Pop will just put it. you over his knee if you complain, man. He just put you over as, his as knee he and that'd be the end of it. Pop's Pop's <laughs> Pop's the man. I wouldn't mess with Pop, man. No I would way. not mess with Pop. He's like special forces, man. I'm not messing with that dude. All right, I think that's it for tonight. Um, there's always something going on in fantasy, so there'll probably be like 30 injuries between now and Wednesday. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Tyler? Um, you can find me at Watsy4444. So that's my last name with a Y and four number fours. Any uh, any good articles to plug right now? Uh, no. I, I got a good Robert Covington article coming out on Hashtag Basketball this oh, week. You, you know I love Bob Covington. And I am going to let the world know, hopefully, how underrated Bob Cub is. So I'm looking forward to that getting published. Super underrated. Um, hopefully the Bulls get him. And Dario, when they trade Jimmy over the um, offseason, <laughs> I love Bob Covington. Um, in Mike's fantasy moves, yeah, that's gonna be our new podcast. It's Mike's the, off-se- fantasy moves. the whole offseason will be who will Mike trade Jimmy <laughs> Butler for, and it'll just be that show every week. It was gonna go each team by team, and we're gonna yeah. discuss it. If I was trading Jimmy Butler to the, the 76ers, I would like <laughs> I would like the first pick, Dario. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till you're trading Jimmy Butler to the Sacramento Kings. That's gonna be my favorite episode. Uh, Garrett Temple? <laughs> no? Nobody? 
I think they should just have to give him the new arena. Trade us your new arena. The team. We own yeah. now we own Sacramento. We own two teams somehow. We just create uh, a super team, which would still actually be really shit. Um, <laughs> so never mind. Let's not do that either. Oh man. All right, Mike, where can they find you on Twitter? Let's hear it. I'm at watch the boxes. All one word. You can hit us up, both of us up on Twitter. If you got questions on fantasy, if you got feedback for the show, and if you like the show, give us a rating. It really helps. Leave us a review. Um, helps other people find the show. It helps us get views on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Um, or tell a friend. Tell us about. Tell them about the show and get them to download. That uh, that helps us out a lot. Yeah, and let us know what's happening in your league so I can play the sweet drop again. Oh yeah, and if you got something going on in your league that you're like, why did that happen? We will um, take our best guess of why in the world someone did something in your league that was really dumb or great. Who knows? If you want to brag about some great thing you did, send that in too. Send it all in. Just send it all in. Yeah. Anything you got. So I think that's it for tonight. Tyler, thank you very much for joining me. It was my pleasure, Mike. Always happy to do it. Perfect. And we will see all you guys later this week. Good night, everybody.